0: Welcome into episode eight of Illini Inquirer. It's been fun getting this podcast and we love the feedback and all the people who are listening. So appreciate you guys. Keep telling all your Illini friends uh, to subscribe to us, rate us, review us, it really helps us out. But it's been awesome to see uh, all the people who are loving this and uh, hope to give you a little bit more especially as training camp gets going here with football we'll do some previews of that Isaac Trotter and I coming up uh, this will be a football recruiting focus podcast which uh, a couple weeks ago wasn't the brightest because um, there were some issues they were missing on some of their top targets this one there's a lot more hope and optimism I'll give you that and kudos to the Illinois staff uh, for putting together a, a, an exciting weekend with some really gettable targets for Illinois football and uh, not just guys that they're reaching on either. So there's some exciting prospects coming here and uh, some prospects that really add depth to areas they need depth. So Isaac Trotter is going to join me here in a few minutes just to talk about that. But I'm thinking we might do a basketball-only podcast, too. I was thinking about combining this and talking with Derek Piper, but Isaac and I talked for about 30 minutes, think it's really good stuff, and for most people, that's a chunk of a commute there, so I figured that was good for that, and we'll add another basketball one, so maybe we'll get this podcast rolling more than just once a week, and I think with more content, with more going on, especially once we get into training camp, and Isaac and I can break down what we see. Uh, give me more updates, maybe hear from some of the Alana themselves and put that on the podcast. Uh, So we'll love to do that coming up. Uh, And as basketball gets going too, uh, Derek will be over. Hopefully, uh, we haven't finalized it yet. Um, The schedule's really come together late, but hoping to send Derek over to Italy for at least part of that trip. Uh, it is expensive to go over there, so uh, definitely read our content and subscribe to us because that only encourages us uh, to make these kind of investments. But today, focused a lot on Illinois football recruiting, and a big weekend it is for Illinois football. Maybe in the next couple weeks after this, we'll feel a lot better about where this class of 2020 is going. So right after a quick break, we'll talk to Isaac Trotter, break down all the visitors and what this could mean for the class of 2020. Welcome back to the Alana Inquirer podcast, and uh, we've chatted a lot about Alana football recruiting this summer. It hasn't been too kind, but uh, this could be a big weekend for Alana football to to add to the class that is now up to four. And we're going to have to actually hit on that commitment uh, first. But joining us now is Isaac Trotter, Alana Inquirer football reporter. Isaac, joining us from the beach, just like Piper. This is kind of becoming a thing. I got to be the guy on the beach next time.
1: Uh, Absolutely. I think you should head off to Maui, and then you can join us there, and and that'll be good, because Piper was in Myrtle Beach. I'm down here in in Florida on Marco Island, and then we can cover Hawaii, too, so we're all covered. But yeah, it's been great getting down here, getting some sun, and enjoying a little bit of the time off a little bit before the training camp grind gets started but excited to hop on talk the football and this is a really really big weekend like you mentioned yeah. a little bit I, I mean we talk about how devastating the summer has been and it's really been hard for Illinois seeing Mookie cooper jalen st. john will singleton all move to other programs within a span of a week but you could feel a heck of a lot better about, you know, this class and you start to see, OK, now we got football to look forward to. You have something to sell. You think this roster is deeper than what it's been. You think the, you know, the, some of these freshmen could come in like Isaiah Williams and Marquez Visa could come in and give you an identity. And so then you, you have a little bit more to sell. But this weekend could be a really big springboard for Illinois football heading into an important season and then an even more important offseason.
0: Yeah, and I think we kind of got lost in our conversation before um, because, it, I mean, it, it's bad to miss on Jalen St. John and, and Willa Singleton guys that uh, at points that we thought they would get. Um, and I know they haven't had a lot of recruiting wins here recently, but there was a path, and it feels like this weekend setting themselves up for a path to a nice foundation in this class. Maybe not the home run class with Mookie Cooper at the top and a bunch of four-star prospects, but they can continue to improve the depth, the quality of the depth on this uh, depth chart, and and get some impact players. But before we get into who's visiting this weekend, they have a new commit. Pfeiffer Griffin, the three-star offensive lineman on North Carolina, and I said kind of all along, Isaac, um, even though they were missing on offensive linemen, you felt bad that they lost Marcus Harper after landing him. Jalen St. John goes elsewhere. You know, you're missing on some of your top offensive line targets. Kiva Wesley goes to Vanderbilt randomly. Um I felt good about their approach. I felt good about Bob McClain and the wide net he'd given. Um, you know, Offering guys like Connor McLaughlin early, Patrick Barnett out of Florida, just got a Florida State offer. I liked his evaluations. I liked the guys they were going after. He wasn't afraid to get out in front, and I, I thought he was recruiting them pretty well along with Rod Smith. So to get a fight for Griffin, who I really like, uh, size obviously stands out at 6'6", 290. Uh, had a West Virginia offer, but he moves really well. He's really physical. I think this is a really good get. Like, uh, you know, some of the offensive line guys that were left on the board, he was one of my favorites. So it's nice to get an out, out of state kid, a guy you prioritize, get him visit once and get him on board. I, I'm sure that had to feel so good for Bob McClain and, and just addresses such a big need for them.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you could give this to Bob McLean. That's his first recruit that he's really landed and kept here at Illinois. That, that's a big thing. That's a big deal. And you, we, I like his approach too. look at the numbers here. They've offered 26 offensive tackles, 14 offensive guards and seven centers this year. That's 47 guys in this one class alone. So he's really pushed hard. He's working hard. He's a guy who understands that he's coming in here as a first time offensive line coach here at Illinois and really needs to push the envelope and really sell what Rod Smith has in this offense. So to get Pfeiffer Griffin over offers from West Virginia, I mean he had Air Forces too, other Division I programs were, were kind of pushing for him and, and used these six, six and 290 and you look at his film and it's it's a little raw, I mean, obviously he's not going to come in and probably be a guy that's going to play from day one, but he doesn't have to be that because you have Alex Falchewski, you still have Vidarian Lowe next year that are going to be seniors. So Griffin can come in maybe he pushes and gets his way into the two deep, they're able to register him if those guys stay healthy and then he's able to push First starting spot in 2021. So it's a good problem to have. It's a good rebound uh, to Mm -hmm. get a guy like this after the the Jalen St. John miss. And if you could do, okay, I got Pfeiffer Griffin, then you say, okay, we're going to get Kevin Tyler too, and maybe a couple of the other um, out-of-state offensive linemen. Now all of a sudden the offensive line woes that you've had in the last couple of years recruiting-wise, I mean, last year you get guys that are, are developmental prospects at best. You're kind of rolling the dice, on what Evan Kurtz turns into, rolling the dice, and what Josh Plore turns into, but this class you could get some guys you might know. They're more proven commodities. You get you're winning Power Five battles to get that. And five for Griffin's a good get and a good rebound and, and a good job by by Bob McLean to to use those ties on the East Coast and get it done.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and I love the current starting five, but they're not going to be here for <laughs> forever, right? I mean, you only got a couple more years with those guys, and I think Virtus Brown's going to be really good, but. Kevin Myers, we gotta see take a next step. I mean, these guys are only been here for a year and, and they're gonna grow. And Julian Pearl, what's, what's he gonna be? So you just need to keep adding depth so you have multiple options. Jordan Slaughter, guys like that, and you, you mentioned Kurtz and Poor. We'll see what they turn into. But keep adding definite power five bodies, guys who can move like that. Uh, I think it's really important in this class. And they, they need probably four more offensive linemen. But the way Bob McLean goes about it, I feel pretty good about it. So, okay, this group that they have coming in, they got some 2021 kids. 2022 kids that i think they're pretty excited about in the long term but obviously our focus is going to be on the class of 2020 where they still just have four commits now they might only have 15 guys at the end of this class maybe it's even a little smaller than that but Isaac, this is really important because you want to get a foundation and this is the final week before the dead period of all month of august um, and before the season starts, and that's going to play the biggest role in this class is how they do on the field, but you'd really like to get a foundation going. And, and what I like about this this group, whether it's James Frenchy who doesn't have a lot going on in recruiting, Quadre Nicholson you feel pretty good about, You know, Joe Moore getting him on campus before the decision we will break all those guys down, but then you get some out-of-state kids like James Pogarel, Blaze Sparks, um, you know, Sawyer Gorham Welsh writing a line I reported, he's going to be here. Those feel like guys that should be prioritized and guys who should you should be urgent for, and that's kind of what we asked for. I think this is, this is a nice group um, that Illinois can land maybe most of these guys in the class of 2020 that are visiting this weekend.
1: Yeah, you have a wide net. And again... When we talked about so far in in the history, it felt like there was always one or two guys that this class was centered on. And if you didn't get a couple of these guys, right, heading into this class, you go, if you didn't get Mookie Cooper and you didn't get, or A.J. Henning or like a Marcellus Moore, you'd feel horrible about this class and it's just not going to work out well. Well, that's just not the case. They've done a good job of finding guys and prioritizing them. And so, yeah, I I do like that. I think Joe Moore obviously is the big one, but I I think it's huge to get Kevin Tyler on board too. Uh, And having him on campus again is another guy because – you, you look at his film and he is nasty. He's a day one kind of guy who could push for maybe playing time as a, a freshman or a retro freshman. So he's another big name and, and, and James Frenchie is a four-star kid. So you could talk about how, okay, Joe Moore is a four-star, James French, a four-star. You add that to Reggie Love, you add that to Jaden Thompson, you start feeling a little bit better about where this class is. And it's not quite the, you know, the dumpster fire that we were thinking it could have been a couple of weeks ago. So it's important To get some of these guys on board. You've gotten these guys on campus a few times, like Quadre Nicholson, right? Like Nicholson thought he was going somewhere else. Nicholson thought he'd have to go to Cincinnati or or figure something else out and then Illinois and Mike Bellamy got back involved with him and now you're getting him on campus yet again now it's time to close and now it's time to get him on board I'd like to have seen maybe Johari Branch get another offer to this and get another offensive lineman on here but I think that's another guy they feel like they can get once they offer so they can take it easy with them and see what the, these other guys do so it's important to get some momentum here before this season because, because again this season is make or break You has got to win six games you got to make some some noise here on on the field and if you can get a good re- recruiting weekend here that could energize your group a little bit more heading into this year
0: Joe Moore, probably the biggest name here. Uh, probably the biggest buzz is that he is visiting, and he is a really good player. Uh, Alan True and I are very high on him. I think he'd be a four-star for 24-7 sports. He's right on the cusp of that, right outside the top 300 for 24-7 sports, but he's a four-star on the composite. Uh, if he, were, he measured in at six, two and a half at, at Nike, uh, which is to, uh, accurate numbers, but he plays bigger than that. I, I think he's kind of... Uh, kind of like L'Oreal Adipo in, in body, but uh, I think he's much more advanced as a player at this point of his career. I think he eventually probably could end up on the interior, but I love him. He's tenacious, and what is probably best about this visit is not just getting him on campus for a third time and uh, since the spring, since April, but not having him go to Arizona State on an official visit—that that fell through because Arizona State can't host him for an official visit due to some NCAA rules. So this feels like it's Illinois, Minnesota right now, and the fact that he got away from Minneapolis without a commitment, Isaac, is uh, is a rare thing. So that's a good thing for Illinois, and the fact that they might have the last uh, last shot at him, the last uh, pitch to him, because he's a uh, he's announcing he's supposed to announce on August 18th. If he does that. This feels like a toss-up, and Illinois gets the last chance, and they've done really well with him. They know his coach very well. Brandon Gregory's tight with Corey Patterson. I think Austin Clark's done a really good job here. So you get into that battle, and if you could win this one against Minnesota, it'd make you feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's funny because everyone talks about, hey, if you go up to Minnesota and P.J. Fleck takes you out on his boat and he's (laughs) grilling out for you, it's pretty much over, right? All those guys commit, but Joe Moore isn't, and he's a little bit more level-headed than that. So I think that it's good for Illinois to get him on here. I mean, you you talk about that decision there, and we, we thought maybe the incident with USC and Austin Clark would affect it a little bit more but it hasn't. And Austin Clark continues to push really, really hard. He continues to showcase why he's one of the better recruiters on this staff and getting him on board here is huge. I think Minnesota is definitely one to watch. Another team I've heard of is Missouri could get back involved here. And they've gotten a lot of storm with what they've done in St. Louis, obviously with Jalen St. John. They get the Macklin kid who's really good too, the wide receivers. They have options here. And if they push again for Joe Moore, that could be a situation where he goes and joins some of his guys from, from St. Louis so I'd watch out for them as well but again this is, your, this is your chance you're getting him on campus he's committing in whatever two weeks two and a half weeks after, after he leaves your, your campus and he's been here three or four times I mean remember at the opening when he's wearing an Illinois shirt and his coach makes you take it <laughs> off like all of these different things have kind of felt like Illinois is in a much better position than maybe some of the national guys have said I agree. and now your time to showcase it.
0: Yeah I've always gotten a good feeling here um of course i did for Jalen st john too and that's why recruiting that's is, is kind of nuts but yeah missouri that's where his dad went was a draft pick right um i know they didn't like that missouri waited a while uh, to offer him. maybe didn't prioritize him as much so it will be interesting to see if they can get back in i think one of the most intriguing visitors is james frenchy i mean i've i've seen trinity catholic multiple times and This kid is explosive. He kind of gets overlooked because of Mookie Cooper, uh, because of Marcus Washington, Isaiah Williams, and you keep naming off all these guys' names. Um, he's really good. He's, he's really explosive. But, you know, he's, he had some academic hurdles He's need to come over, and it seems like he's progressed there. And if I'm Illinois, I've taken some academic risks before. You know, Ricky Smalling had some work to do at this point when he was a senior. Virtus Brown had some work to do at this point when he was a senior. Uh, that, didn't, that wouldn't stop me from taking those guys, wouldn't stop me from really pushing hard for James Frenchie. And talking with his dad, he doesn't have any other visits planned. And this is his second visit to Illinois since the spring. Uh, this feels like a huge need, a huge player that can fit your need, continue the Trinity Catholic thing. Listen, I don't know if they're going to flip Mookie Cooper, Jalen St. John, but certainly wouldn't hurt. But most importantly, he's a very good player at a position of need.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and that we talk about how the wide receiver you know, depth wasn't great for a while and, and you don't really love it last year. You did not like what you saw in the field from your wide receivers. And Illinois fixed that a little bit with Trayvon Sidney, Josh Bebe on the grad transfer market. But again, Emmitt baby in Sydney are bridges. They are bridges. They're only going to be here two years, and you've got to stock up on on good electric wide receivers in this class, and especially next year. You think you got one in Jaden Thompson? I think that James Frenchy's a guy that could be just like that too, and a, another really really good piece that could step in and fight for playing time once smalling leaves and immature baby and sydney leave in a couple years so uh, and Marcel Smore is another guy another wide receiver like that but but frenchie's so huge for illinois to continue the trinity catholic thing to continue to push for him and if he's taking care of business in the in the classroom and you're confident that he will be able to qualify or has a good chance to qualify i think you take him just because it makes everything look so much better in recruiting and it gives you even more vibes and, and then Are you going to flip Jalen St. John? Probably not. Are you going to flip Mookie Cooper? Probably not. But if Illinois goes out and wins seven games and James Frenchie's on board and they already have Isaiah Williams who's had a great freshman year and Shimon Cooper's good and Reggie Love is going to be here again, then maybe that makes that decision a little bit harder. And then you're kind of putting some pressure on uh, on Jalen St. John and Mookie Cooper to reevaluate where they're at and reevaluate that commitment at first so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Illinois goes back and forth with Frenchie this weekend I think that since you got him on campus that's a signal that Illinois is ready to push and ready to close but again it's hard to judge it with this class, with this coaching staff because mm-hmm. sometimes you know they make decisions that you wouldn't you know that are a little bit off the cuff and you're not necessarily sure exactly where they're going with certain things so hopefully this is a good sign that they're on board to push for Frenchie and not worry about the the risk of him not qualifying because if he's taking care of business in the classroom and he's trying really hard then he's most likely going to be able to get a ton and if there's been positive signs I trust Cord Patterson if he says there are positive signs you probably take that for his word and and that he's going to be able to find a way to qualify and be at Illinois next year
0: all right the other one that's really intriguing is Quadra Nicholson Right. Uh, running back at Evanston, this feels like a kid they could land at, at any point this spring. Haven't done so yet. They have depth at running back. They're probably going to add some here very shortly. They'll become official that they'll add another transfer to it. But this is a top 30 in-state prospect, right? You have Reggie Love already. I know this is a position of depth. But attrition happens all the time. He's a good player with Power 5 offers. I, I don't know if he's like a no-doubter for, for Big Ten teams. He's got some offers that I, I'm sure maybe uh, those schools are out on him now. But when you've been struggling in-state and uh, you need talent up and down your roster, uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion, and it's easy for me to say, that Quadra Nicholson should be a guy that you push to get on board. And and I don't know, Isaac, if this visit says that that's going to happen. He's supposed to announce on September 1st, he told you it's basically Cincinnati and Illinois. And I think we can infer from that, that it's basically, I like Illinois, but Cincinnati would be my pick if Illinois doesn't push for me, right? So um, I I think it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of this, but it'd be weird if he visits and they don't push for him, right? Wouldn't that be weird?
1: It would be weird, but would it shock me? No. No. There's just different things that have happened here. So, yeah, I I do think it would be odd if that happens. But you just look at this running back depth, and Mike Epstein and Rayvon Bonner are still going to be around next year. You you, you really like what Jakari Norwood showed you in the spring, but he still has to prove it. Kenyon Sims, though, hasn't really done much for you as a redshirt freshman, and I'm definitely not writing him off. He just hasn't. And then you add a guy like Reggie Love, who you think could see the field next year. Illinois is planning to add a Western Michigan transfer, uh, Chase Brown, as a blue shirt, which means he'll have to sit out this year and then be ready to roll for next year. So you're going to have numbers here, no doubt in my mind. But does that mean you don't take Nicholson? I don't believe so, because you look at his skill set. He's a talented guy. He's an in-state guy, and he wants to be here. How many in-state guys in Illinois want to be at Illinois? right like that just doesn't happen often so when you have it's one of those guys come along and he has power five traits and he obviously has power five teams that are looking at him and are intrigued with him i was intrigued with him but they don't have room they've taken enough running backs you know other programs have liked him liked his skill set bring him on board see what you got roll the dice and if it works out great if not, no big deal because this is running backs and it's an easy position to kind of refill and restock and, and it's one of the positions this Illinois staff has recruited maybe better than others. That or defensive line. Those are the top two positions they've recruited.
0: Yeah, and I, I get like the, there's a debate here, right? Um, you got, you take Quadre if you think he's a good player. If you if you think he's a good player, uh, and I know you got depth there, and I know you got a certain amount of numbers, but it also do you care about? Public perception? Do you care about perception of in state coaches and all that? And would you pass on a top 30 kid who's got power five offers? You know, like that's been a criticism of Illinois. And I'm not saying you make decisions just based on that, but there could be ramifications from that. There could be ramifications of building an in state buzz and having a kid like Nicholson who can go to other in state prospects he knows and say, hey, come be a part of Illinois. Like that stuff does matter. It's just the balancing act, Isaac, of do you take him? Because of the roster fit, you take them to help for buzzworthy reasons or for political reasons, you know, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I just think Quadre Nicholson's a good football player, and Illinois could use more good football players from this state.
1: And remember, Jaden Thompson can kind of feel like he's alone in this class yeah. of guys in-state that are really pushing. And you add Quadra, you go, okay, now you can sell to Jaden. Hey, you're not the only guy here. You're not the only guy from Ch- Chicago Chicagoland area, northern Illinois, that, that's hopping on board. And, and it would help, too, in the class of 2021 with a Sam Jackson type of quarterback who has a lot of interest from other programs, but Illinois is pushing too, and you get another guy from the Chicagoland area. You talk to Sam, Sam goes, yeah, I can bring three or four guys to Champaign. So there are different things that add to this, and, and you look maybe off the field it would help a lot more, but I really do think on the field he's good enough to play, and there's injuries that have happened in front of it. Rayvon Bonner has had a ton of concussions. Mike Epstein has a foot injury that we're not sure is going to be good ever again. Running backs get beat up. It's just a fact of the matter of the, of the game. And if he's good enough to be here, I think you bring him on board. And if he's coming on campus for the, you know, this would be the third time in what, four months, mm-hmm. he clearly has a high, high interest in Illinois. And, it, and it's going to happen if, if, if Illinois pushes for him. Roderick Nicholson, topping on board. It's not the fact that he's going to, you know, pretend that he wants to go to Illinois so that they push for him and then at the last second go to Cincinnati. That's just not the case. And, and you talk to him, and he wants to be here. He wants to be under Mike Bellamy. He wants to be under Lovie Smith. And, again, they're just not guys like that out there. There's not a ton of them. And when they do come along, you've got to pounce.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Kendall Smith will be a huge impact player, but he helped them in recruiting. Um, Griffin Moore, I don't know if he'll be a huge impact player here, but he's helped them in recruiting. So I think Quadra kind of fits along those lines, and uh, he's got better offer list than both those guys. All right, let's take a quick break, Isaac, and then I want to talk about my favorite position, offensive line. That's next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
0: All right, let's dive into the real prospects, right? The linemen. Let's get into this. The offensive lineman. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Tyler before. St. Louis Rittenauer, three-star offensive lineman who's visiting this weekend. Not really any other visits. Hasn't visited anywhere else. Has visited Illinois twice this spring. Now he's coming back for a summer visit. He said he's close to committing. He put out a recent top ten, didn't include some programs. He told me uh, this spring that he was really interested in Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Missouri wasn't on the list. I feel like this one's just sitting there waiting for you, Isaac, and I love him as a prospect. Like we talk about some of the guys in state or locally that they've gone after. Marcus Harper, I think would probably rank number one for me. I, I think that was a huge get for Illinois and to lose him to Oregon stinks. Kiva Wesley like him as a prospect. Jalen St. John and Kevin Tyler though. I don't know if there's much uh, big difference there Kevin Tyler might be a little bit more raw but his size, his ability to move, I think he's a little underrated uh, on our board, and, or our rankings, and I think the reason is he hasn't had a lot of exposure. He, he hasn't been a kid that's gone to a lot of camps, and I think that's really benefited Illinois, and I, I think if they get him, I, I think it's a huge get.
1: I mean, yeah, as of right now, in, in 24-7 sports, we have him at, what, 820 nationally, uh, solid mid-three-star guy, 16th-ranked recruit in Missouri, yeah, but he has a little bit of a higher upside, and just look at his frame at six foot five and 295, and watch how he runs. You go, that the dude, like that big, shouldn't be able to move that fast. Mm. So. Illinois has done a good job here. It, it feels like he's on a tee, and you're just walking up with a big old bat ready to whack this one out of the park. It's easy. You just get it done. So I think that having him on campus, yet again, important. I, got to give Bob McLean a lot of credit. And you look at what this offensive line could look like. Yeah, Jalen St. John stinks. Losing uh, losing a guy like Kibo Wesley, who was in your backyard, who you offered one of the first couple schools to offer, kind of stinks. But again, Kevin Tyler. You add him to Pfeiffer, Griffin. You get a couple of these other guys on board that, that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Maybe a Blaze Sparks or something like that. And and now you have a base, and now you have a lot more depth here on the offensive line. And and what you said, five. That you think they're going to take five this class. I think four is a guarantee they're going to take at least four, and they probably will end up taking five. And if Kevin Tyler and Pfeiffer Griffin are your top two offensive linemen that you take in this class, that's mm-hmm. a really, really good class. Like you feel really good about where that is offensive line wise.
0: Yeah, I think you feel a lot better about where your 2021 20, group would look like if you start adding guys like mm-hmm. that. All right, two other offensive linemen. We'll kind of combine them here. James Pogrelk out of Virginia, late riser, uh, 24-7 sports, really high on him, uh, top 500. Uh, I think I think that's a little bit of a leap, but he's got great length. He moves pretty well. I think he's a little raw, but his ceiling is really high, and he really fits the scheme. And it kind of shows when Indiana and Syracuse are kind of the other schools, run similar style offenses, so zone read, um, I think uh, zone run. I think uh, Pogrelk's an intriguing guy that you get on campus, see what you can do blaze sparks is an interesting six seven 300 pounds uh i don't know if he moves like a tackle yet but kind of like monroe mills uh isaac who we saw at camp here in champaign a couple weeks ago and has blown up with power five offers i don't see a big difference between sparks and mills and and mills has all these offers just at oklahoma state sparks has illinois and Pitt. Uh, so to get him up on campus this week i think it's a good sign and that kind of size, um, you know, Bob McLean's got a lot to work with there. He needs some uh, technique. Needs to work on his punch a little bit, but uh, I think they got a good chance at Sparks and Pogorelki. You see what you can do this week.
1: It's interesting to see the type of offensive linemen that they're targeting. Remember, remember like in the Tim Beckman era, it felt like they were always going to get these undersized guys mm-hmm. and try to build them up and then early in the lovey smith era it was like these these behemoths like like a like a Kevin meyer six foot five and 340 pounds and we're just going to try to slim them down well now you're kind of starting to see a little bit of a difference and pogorelk six foot seven three hundred pounds kevin tyler six foot five two hundred and ninety pounds Blaze sparks six foot seven, three hundred pounds like they they 're not guys you necessarily need to shed a ton of weight off, maybe a little bit, and they 're going to refine their bodies big time, but they, you kind of see the the prototypical offensive lineman that Rod Smith wants, super long, athletic, and fast and and I think that Polverok and Sparks are both too they 're out of state so that you don 't have these in state coaches sometimes that can get in there and hear about hey Illinois 's been really bad for a really long time right they 're not hearing that right This is just another program coming in it's, it's a lot different and you have them on campus you have a great chance to make a good impression you have the, that the running game to sell number two in the Big Ten last year number 13 in the country overall you have offensive linemen and Nick Allegretti who just got drafted in the seventh round by the Kansas City Chiefs Alex Valcheski is a rising star but Arian Lowe has improved his stock magnificently in the two years he's been here Kendrick Green is changing. Doug Kramer, you know, you see all these guys, all these offensive linemen we talk about so much differently now that they're in Rod Smith's scheme and, and they're going to be on draft boards sooner rather than later. So that that's the sell. And the sell for offensive linemen right now is as good as it gets right now for Illinois. I mean, you haven't been able to have a this strong of sell for offensive linemen in a while and you've got to capitalize on these. And if you come out of this weekend with Sparks, Polgar Tyler, and to go along with Pfeiffer Griffin, boom. You got your offensive lineman basically taken care of, and you find one more after that. And that's the and There's plenty of options, whether that's if a Johari Branch or somebody else that we don't even know about yet. So yeah. you feel you feel much much better about where everything's going.
0: And, and what I've liked, and I've seen some new offers, whether it's Dylan Davis out of Florida, Kinoto Hudson. Yes. Hudson's offered a couple Florida DBs. Feels like that net's starting to widen because when you're struggling in state like this, Isaac, you miss on a couple of your St. Louis guys, though they could still end up with a good St. Louis class here. You need to be getting guys from Florida and Texas. And and last year, Texas worked out, obviously. Florida, not so much. I mean, Seth Coleman was a great get out of there. But, you know, the 2017, 2018 class, the 2018 class especially, you didn't do well in state at all, but you did. And you missed out on St. Louis. You went over there. But Florida, you did really well. Texas, you did really well. Out of state, you did really well. So it's nice to see that. And speaking of that, the surprise visitor of this is C.J. Dixon, quarterback out of Grayson, which is a powerhouse program in Georgia. He didn't play a lot last year, but he's had offers from Georgia and Alabama at one point. They don't seem to be factors now. Maryland is kind of the favorite involved here, and uh, you kind of like that because your offense is similar to, to Michael Oxley. Baylor at near the top of his list too. So I heard Illinois has got to make up some ground on those two programs. But a talented quarterback like that, and just the, the little viewing I've seen out of C.J. Dixon – I'd show him A.J. Bush's film and say, hey, look what we did with this guy who didn't play before, and in our one year, he, had, he put up some big numbers.
1: Yeah, you, I, we talk about the recruiting, where they're, where they're going, and they hire a new guy for Texas for the director of high school relations in, down in Texas, so they're getting that done. You think that Canado Hudson, that hire there, can help you in Florida. You see what they've done in, on North Carolina, right, getting five for Griffin. They're pushing for other guys on the East Coast, and now Georgia is another, another state that Rod Smith has ties and you're starting to see him kind of flex his muscles a little bit and get some big time big time names up here. And Dixon's another one. I mean, six foot five and 210 pounds has a good arm, good a good athlete, a good athlete. That, that's a fit. That's a fit. And you can talk about, oh, well, Isaiah Williams is here. It, it doesn't matter, right? It, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, quarterbacks want to go to a situation. They want to compete. There's going to be people that move around. And, and if you can sell him on this and you're able to make some ground, that's really important. And you are, you are starting to develop more recruiting bases outside of just you know Corey Patterson in St. Louis. You have Mike Bellamy in Chicago, and that's it. No, that that's not where you're at anymore. You have Texas. You're still going to have Florida. I think North Carolina, the East Coast, is going to be right up by McLean's Alley, and you're starting to get in Georgia a little bit, which is one of those states that has ridiculously good high school football. So this is a good thing to have. I mean, I don't think I mean, I'm not going to say here Illinois is going to land C.J. Dixon after this weekend, but they're putting themselves in position for guys that maybe wouldn't have even you know sniffed Illinois or, or even yeah. thought of, of coming up here anymore.
0: Yeah, top 500 prospects, so it's good to get him on campus. Um, they got a lot of 2021, 2022 kids. Samaria Collier, uh, quarterback out of Texas. He's visiting for the second time in a couple months. Willie Shaw, who we liked at the uh, camp, hasn't played varsity football yet, already has three power five offers. Marquise Irving, running back out of Hillcrest. Pat Coogan out of Marist. Uh, Collier's bringing up his teammates. Shamar Turner, top 300 defensive end. Uh, I really love that they're bringing two 22 22 kids on on campus again. Caleb Brown out of Chicago, St. Rita's got uh, four power five offers. And Dontrell Jackson, the quarterback out of Marist, who I loved at the camp, undersized, but reminded me a lot of a guy I don't think he's related to, but Sam Jackson last year, right? Like you and I were like, why aren't they offering this guy? We knew Rod Smith loved him. Uh, It felt like, hey, why not offer this kid? This year they offered Dontrell Jackson right away. They didn't mess around, and I love that. I think it's great to get him on campus again because those quarterbacks, especially in-state local, can really change the perception of your program.
1: Yeah, and early, right, early, sense of urgency, understanding the process, understanding that that first offer matters, and developing a relationship early matters it's so much. And that You're right. We were watching Sam Jackson throw at the Friday Night Lights camp last year. And the dude's just lighting the place up. He's small, and he's just a freshman, and he hasn't played a ton of varsity football, if any. And, and, and But he still has a rocket arm, and you see Rod Smith likes him. We're like, okay, get him on board offer it. let's get this going and they waited and there's a reason why he's committed to minnesota now will that stick maybe not I, we're not sure yet but in illinois is still in a great spot Jaden thompson is selling illinois well with sam jackson but they learned from that mistake of not offering right away with dontrell jackson and, and you're right the, the mayor's quarterback when he came down he had a rocket for an arm mm-hmm. like a oh, rocket and, he, and he, he didn't mess around at all he seemed to mesh really well with rod smith as well so it, again i still think that it feels like rod smith is starting to understand this recruiting game, I'm not saying Lovey Smith doesn't, but he he senses a vibe. And you see that Lovey Smith is giving him a little bit more rain where he goes, yeah, I want to get these younger guys on campus, right? I want to get the down trail Jackson on campus to get another relationship. Caleb Brown is a really, really, really good player. You see that some of these highlights that he does on Twitter, whether that, that was that one handed catch from JJ McCarthy that went all over the place and was on sports center. Like he is a stud and to get him here, early and continue to push those relationships paid off with Isaiah Williams because you had him for so long those relationships paid off for Shimon Cooper and now that you can start to see that in the class of 2022 with Jackson and Brown
0: feel a lot better about this class maybe in a week or two Isaac I I I, I, I think I think uh, I think they're gonna land some some good players from this class we'll we'll see on Joe Moore maybe that takes time I mean if they get him uh, and just a few more guys from this, this weekend, you feel a lot better. If they don't get Joe Moore and, and you land a couple guys, you still feel like at least you're starting to get a foundation there. But you could definitely feel a lot better about this class in the next couple weeks.
1: It's, it's starting to get there. It's started, You're starting to see positive steps back towards You know, back towards adequacy, right? You're kind of back towards where you needed to be, and this isn't going to be a disaster. Again, this is not going to be a dumpster fire class. They've they've have too many good relationships set up with too many good prospects, and thus they've spread a wide enough net that they can avoid um, a, a horrible, horrible class after the departures of Mookie and after the departures of Jalen St. John and Willis Singleton. So props to the staff for getting it done. It doesn't excuse the fact that they missed those three guys. It doesn't excuse the fact that they couldn't close on the Denver Warrens. They couldn't close on the Kivo Wesleys after April. They couldn't keep Marcus Harper. It doesn't excuse it, but it showcases that they can bounce back and respond. And a big weekend this weekend, and you get maybe you get a Frenchie, and you're able to get Joe Moore in a couple weeks. Quadre Nicholson hops on board, and and you add some of these offensive linemen. Now you start feeling really, really solid about where your class could be. And and Lubby Smith has his faults in recruiting, and 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 he has those have been well documented. But at the end of the day, he's continued to bring up the talent level on this Illinois roster. And you can do that one more year again, and you can start to stack another solid class off the last couple that you still like. I mean, the class of 2019 wasn't maybe the A-plus class, but you still got Marquez, Reese and Isaiah Williams, Ramon Cooper, all of these great defensive ends that you like long term and you can stack that again with the class of 2020 and and this weekend this weekend's huge you got to come out of this weekend with three or four guys that are ready to hop on board you got you just have to or it's going to be you know it's going to be a failure and we're going to have another conversation a couple weeks on what the heck is going wrong
0: yeah i think this this class might not turn into the class that completely elevates you with prime time talent right but if you add some of these guys, you feel like you're adding another solid class on this depth chart, and you got to keep doing that. And then it's up to the coaches to develop that, and we'll see. That's the most important thing still is, is winning games with the guys they've already got on campus. Isaac Trotter, get back to vacation, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Great stuff from Isaac Trotter. Don't forget, subscribe to us, rate us, review us on this podcast. It really helps us out. Tell your friends. We appreciate that. Again, I just want to remind you, we got a lot more coming up on this podcast, and a lot more on the site. If, if you really get nitty-gritty on this stuff, I definitely encourage you to subscribe to the site. We're breaking down everything that's happening in recruiting. You hear from these players. You get to see all that. You get to hear our breakdowns of all these things. And then when training camp starts, a premium member is really good to look into practice. We really give you in-depth Football practice notes, what these guys look like, what we're encouraged about. And of course, we'll have stories on these guys, features on these guys, the latest in recruiting, but we really are there every day at practice, breaking it down like none other. So I definitely encourage you. If you haven't tried, it's only a dollar for your first month, uh, and you can get a really good deal uh, that way. And just try us out. There's a free seven day trial, and I think you'll really like what you see. It's a really good time to sign up for I inquire. All right, I gave my pitch. We're going to talk some basketball in the next podcast with Derek Piper. He's been at the NCAA camp. There's been not-so-rave reviews, some people sticking up for it, uh, but also an important time for Illinois basketball recruiting as this July evaluation period, this different recruiting calendar, winds down. So we'll do that next time, but appreciate you listening to it. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast.